Welcome to a new podcast. We have Eric Vetch, the head coach of the Hopkins Royals, joining us on what we're terming Royals Update. That'll be inserted right here into the Overtime Hockey Podcast. And uh, Eric Vetch, a longtime coach, longtime friend, and a longtime listener, first-time caller. Great to have you on board, buddy. <laughs> How are you? Hey, thanks. I'm good, Wags. How are you doing today, man? Good, thank you. I just uh, finished up doing a podcast with Sean Goldsworthy from the Minnetonka Skippers. And uh, we talked a lot about the uh, challenges before us. And uh, I, th- I think first, the greatest thing is, is we get to we get to play some games and, uh, you know, things look a little bit different. But I don't think anybody's complaining. You just say, what do we need to do to make it happen? And uh, with you, you have uh, uh, some things you got to follow through on and make sure it works. But it's exciting to be on the ice. So first, let's start with you. Congratulations on being named the head coach. I know it's been a job that you've been interested in a few times or a few years back. And uh, things yeah. come full circle. So congratulations to you. How did that feel when you got that call? Uh, it was it was kind of cool. Um, you know, it's something that I've I don't know. I, I mean, obviously, just wanting to be a head coach and and uh, but being able to be a part of the Hopkins um, hockey program, I think I think is uh, just as special because um, I mean, you're still you know numbers aren't aren't what they used to be, but at the same time, there's still a passion for the game and the community, and um, I feel like um, that we could still kind of grow the grow the passion in that community. And, and build on it, you know. Um, I don't think by any means that uh, that that hockey is dead, you know, as far as that goes. Like, you know, you see other communities, like I grew up in Richfield, that program's, you know, co-mopting. And I was at Kennedy and the numbers are down, you know. And uh, and, and obviously as economics change and the cities change and get older, um, you know, the people that, that live there are getting older. And, and I think in Hopkins, though, I think there's still – still a chance to uh to, to keep the, the program um coming up so. well you have such an eclectic range of uh communities that fuel the school district you have portions of edina you have portions of golden valley i might you might have a little bit of wyzetta on the corner there a little bit of plymouth yeah. a little bit of st louis park you've got tons of minnetonka most <laughs> of minnetonka you got some yeah. of eden prairie and then you've got hopkins so uh you know we've always uh, joked as uh having been a member of the board how do you keep the borders closed there and you know that's that's been the oh. age-old adage i mean there's enough <clears throat> players that are young and turning over in communities that should be able to play there and the key thing is going to be how do you keep them and where do you go from there well, I think that the challenge is, is, is um, you know, like even when I came in, I mean, I found out first thing I found out is I lost five guys, you know, from last year um, to other schools. And, and to me, and not to mention a few of the, the players that have kind of just left the game period. So like, like for, for us as a staff, you know, I, I think it's important, you know, yeah, you want to win games, but you got to win games in the right time of the year. I mean, um, you know, you can win, 20 games and go 20 and five and think you had a great season. But if you can't win a section game or, or compete in the section that you're in, um, I, I find it hard for people to get fired up for, for anything, you know, cause it, it is all about, it's all about March. You know, it's not about, uh, you know, November, December, January, it's about February, March, you know? And, um, my biggest thing is to try to get us to compete at a level we can, we can, you know, compete at as, as a group. Right. And as a community, and also to to try to find some success at the end instead of you know having success at the beginning and the middle, you know. Um, well, I, and you know, honestly, let, let, let me jump here. The, the question to ask yeah. too, though, is why why do players leave uh, in fourth fifth grade 
than in ninth grade. And now in your case, uh, existing players that have, why do they leave the school district and, and how can that why become an action item for the uh, hockey association? Well, my biggest thing with that is like, I mean, they're, they're going to Tonka, they're going to Eden Prairie, they're going to Benil, they're going to Blake, they're going, you know, it, it they're, it's not just like we're, I don't know. My, my biggest, my biggest concern with that is, is, is why are you going? Um, you know, coming at Kennedy, I mean, there was a there was a nice little player over there called Chase Beacom. Um, he's playing in the NA right now. <clears throat> you know, and he came up as a freshman and uh, lit it up, kind of. Um, and I think actually you did one of our games against Benilde there, where you know I had this little defenseman out there, and it was he was pretty much like probably the best player on the ice for us, you know. And um, and he's going to St. Cloud. He never left. The only reason he's he's in juniors right now is because he wants to he wants to go to college, right, and wants to play. So, um. If you're gonna leave and do something like that, I think that's great. It's great for my, it's great for our program. Um, having kids stay and go, go to college or go play juniors out of our program, I think is a benefit. Um, it shows that we're doing a good job of, of, of building, you know, not necessarily you know building players, but just just growing their talent and their 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 given ability. Um, and you know, you don't have to go places to to get seen. If you're good enough, people will find you. And that that. That mentality is, I mean, you, you look at kids, I mean, honestly, how many scouts are driving out, out to see, out to see, um, you know, teams out in Western Minnesota play, but yet you got kids from Western Minnesota playing division one hockey. Why? Cause they're good enough, you know, um, and they're flat out lighting it up. So for us to maintain and keep kids is to basically help their talent grow that they already have. Right. And to keep them there, if we can keep one or two there, then we can keep four or five, right? And it all starts with with basically maybe one group, kind of like back in the day when, when I started at Edina. I mean, the talent pool, a lot of the talent would go to private schools when I first started back in like 04, 05, you know? Um, and if you remember those days, <clears throat> you know, it, it, it was a group of Bantams that stayed that um, <clears throat> and had some success that kind of, you know, flipped that script, right? And, uh, and so as a coach in Hopkins, my biggest concern is, is, is <clears throat> do the kids feel like they're getting better? Um, and my job also is to try to help get them noticed. Um, what can I do to help get them noticed? Can I, can I, you know, get them to try out for HP? Can I get them the elite league? You know, things like that. And it's just, so you're saying me, as me a coach, up. you're saying as a coach, hustle, <clears throat> hustle. Yeah. So, so you can yeah. hustle for those kids and, and show them the opportunities. Uh, and then the bigger question yeah. is, is are these kids in fourth and fifth grade? Uh, I mean, I, I think it would be great to have an exit survey. Why are you leaving to Minnetonka school districts? Why are you living in the Hopkins school district, but going to this open and rolling here or there? What is the yeah. reason? Is it academic? Is it what? Um, is it hockey? Is it other sports? What is it? I think once you can put a thumbnail and ask the difficult questions, you can start taking a look inward. I think the biggest thing, though, is, and you have this going for you, is you got guys like Jack Hillen, uh, Dan yeah. Tompkins, great players that grew up in that system. There's been some really good ones that have come out of there. Travis Boyd still banging around the NHL and the AHL. Yeah. There's tons yeah. of guys like that. Uh, but when those guys commit to a program like they have at the might level, and as long as they cultivate that through the squirts to the peewees, and it doesn't become about personal agendas, and those aren't the types of guys that are like that, you now officially have an opportunity to do something, and, and that's awesome. Let's now transition to the next step. What yeah. do you know about this team so far, uh, what you're going to be seeing on Monday? 
Uh, you know, actually, to be honest with you, as far as like play goes, I, I, I just know from what I've, what I've, you know, been told by by people in the community and, and and some of the coaches that I've got on staff that coach these guys at a younger level, I feel like, I feel like my team's going to be hardworking. Um, we we lost like I said, we lost a few players, and I've got a committed group here that that has really, you know, been committed to staying in shape, staying in their bottles, you know, staying in their bubble, staying in their pods. Um, you know, they've they've been out skating outside like in small groups, just them, I believe. And um um just I think I think what you're gonna find with this year's group is is and what I think I'll find out when I see them on Monday is they're gonna be they're gonna be hungry, they're gonna be hardworking and I think they're gonna be able to grind out and uh and, and want to improve. Um I got kids asking a lot of questions on other to my staff of, you know, how can I get better? How can I do this? How can I do that? What can I do? And and when you hear things like that, it, it, as a coach, it's awesome because you you really want your kids to 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 care and love the game as much as you do. And I believe this group is, is like that. Um, it's not a large group by any means, but again, um, it's a pretty good group. And I'm just looking forward to you know to working with them. I got I got some you know we got some good leadership. Um, I got very good captains in uh, in Zach Peterson, Dominic Valentini. Uh, I, I added a. I added two more assistant captains that are Will Nelson, uh, who, who's just always asking questions. But William, right is, questions. William, as we like to call him. Yeah, William. <laughs> We're jo- I'm joking. To, That's what my son yeah, calls him. So. He, he, he likes that. He likes that. I mean, he asks a lot of questions, but they're all good questions. Um, and then we added a junior captain because I have a large junior contingent um, and, and Connor Junker. So um, just looking forward to <clears throat> to working with these guys. Looking forward to uh, making sure that they they uh, stay with the with the with the end goal in mind, and that's just to 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 be better at the end of the year and compete in sections. And that's that's basically what we're looking for. So well, that's that's terrific. And uh, your coaching staff, I know you mentioned a couple guys. Mikey Spencer, I think, is joining you, right? Uh, yeah, more, more yeah. Edina, you know, a lot of Edina influence on this staff. You know, uh, Mikey, of course, is an alum there, and he coached at the junior. Uh, gold level for quite some time uh, yeah. with Pearson, I believe, and uh, he came over and uh, was part of the Bantam program. Uh, yours truly was responsible for that, and uh, now he's on your staff, so you have me to thank for that. Who else do you have? Um, I got uh, I got Dylan Dylan Takovic, who's a Wisconsin kid. He's helped Mikey out um, probably, I think, for the last, what, maybe four years, yeah, five years. Yeah, more of Dylan, yep. Um, and, then, uh, and then, obviously, um, Drew O'Brien, a Hawken alum, and and also a, a, a staff member from the last regime. Um, Drew Drew actually was nice enough to stay back and, and come back for another season. Um, and I'm really looking forward to working with him. He's a fiery guy. He's a, he's he's kind of like me, I think, uh, in that aspect. Um, he's got passion for the game, and he and he and he wants to see he wants to see Hopkins succeed. So um, having him on staff and knowing he's a community guy kind of helps helps out a little bit and then uh, I added a goalie coach so Tori Dahlbeck he's a uh, he, he's a uh, I call he's the he comes with the Mr. Carlson regime uh oh I you know um Tori uh was a was a goalie that I played for me on the JV team in Edina and he he's heavily involved in youth hockey um as a goalie coach um for a lot of different players and different programs and uh he and he and Adam have a have a uh they work for Devonier goalie school, uh, you know, in the summer and, and they have kind of like their own little thing going, which uh, they got their new business starting up. I think it's going to be over at general, 
but it's just all goalie driven. And, uh, I, I think, uh, adding Tori and a goalie coach to, to our staff, um, is going to be important because he, he understands the game at a different level, um, than I even expected. And I think he's going to be a gem to, to our staff. And, and like Mikey said, you know, he will probably be the favorite of all the coaches just because he's so laid back and, and so, so hip to a lot of like little things like we're doing zoom meetings and he's adding, actually adding details to what's going on. And well, I think that's kind of cool coming from a goalie coach. Here's so. the wonderful thing about having met, you know, for a goaltender's view and perspective of the game is you see everything coming at you and coming away from you or going away from you. And then you also have yeah. the ability to see the little things uh, in zone play that can make differences to winning a battle or creating a scoring chance. And I think sometimes that might go unnoticed and, and to, you know, to have you kind of, pick that out and see that uh, he's going to add a lot. And, you know, Adam Carlson is, uh, of course, he's the kid that played uh, junior gold day in Edina uh, goes yep. on to play um, in college. And now as I yep. believe he's part of the Boston Bruins organization, uh, I had him playing in the men's league three on three at Minnesota made uh, this summer. He was on one of the teams. You just couldn't score on him. Amazing. Great guy. Always smiling. Just a good kid. Um, and, you know, can't say enough about the kids that he's working with and the work he's done. So you've got a, a really good one there. What kind of style of player are we going to see the Royals play off of the Eric Vetch regime? Uh, just simple. Um, we're going to try to keep Chip keep and Jace? simple. Uh, no, no. Thank I you. Want, I want, Thank I, you. I want, puck, <laughs> I want puck possession. I mean, I, honestly, that's how you win games. You have to have the puck to win, right? Um, I, I'm, I, I mean, we're going to try to get our kids to, to handle the puck and carry the puck and make sure that we know what to do. I mean, you, you only see a chip and chase if we're killing penalties or, uh, or, or if, or if it's a, if it's a one on three, right? Like there, there's times, there's, there's times to, to be smart with the puck and dump it. And there's times when you want to keep it. And that, I want our guys to keep it. Um, you heard me say you know. thank you when you said no, you weren't yeah. going to chip and chase, right? Just so we're no, clear. yeah, I know, I know, I know. And I, know, I said yeah. thank the Lord. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's <laughs> and I think I think the kids, I think the kids after going through our Zoom meetings and our structure meetings that we've had over the last you know few weeks are 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 probably saying thank you too. Um, my end goal is for them to play systematically sound. Um, in our starting in our our end, you know. Yep. with some solid, solid, solid defensive work, which is going to, you know, kind of create offense. So defense wins because if you play good, solid defense, it creates offense. And so the more you can get teams to press against you to try because they're struggling to score, the, the better it is for you. So my my goal is to be sound defensively. And, and again, I, 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 I kind of take that take that stance from just being around certain coaches in my past that, that uh, think, think a lot that way. Um, if, if you can't, you know, if you can't stop the puck from going in your net, you're not going to win. So, um, you know, I think our zone is the most important. And if we can shore that up and get our kids to work, work without the puck, um, I think we'll have success. Um, my other end goal is for them once they cross that blue line is to get creative. Um, you know, not have so many set plays, but, but give them options. Um, I talk a lot about options. Um, when we're breaking out, where are our options? Um, and we're in the neutral zone. We're regrouping. Where are our options, you know? Um, and, and so I want them to start thinking, and I want to start teaching them the game because I, the one thing I do know is, is youth players are getting really skilled and really um, – really good they're, they're getting be at better at skating they're getting better at handling pucks they're getting better at 
doing things individually, but the one thing I notice about the game of hockey is teaching them the actual understanding of, of why, why are we doing this? Um, mm-hmm. Why, why is our, you know, if we run a two, one, two, four check, why are we sending two? You know, what are your jobs? <clears throat> Sorry about that. Where are you going to, what are you going to, you know, why are you doing what you're doing? And, and, and if, and if it doesn't work, where are you going to go next? Right? Like, um, I, I think, I think kids, kids today don't watch the game enough. Like we used to watch hockey all the time. Like when we were kids, right? I mean, if we weren't playing it, we were watching it. And, um, the kids are more skilled than we were, I think, um, just because of the amount of ice time that they, they take and, and do and, and have in the, um, just the amount of individual skill coaches out there nowadays. Um, but at the same time, they don't understand the game on a level that like people that maybe watch the game do, you know, like, like Wayne Gretzky made a living out of knowing where the puck was going to go. Right. He knew if he put the puck here or off a wall there, I mean, he was, he was infamous for basically changing the game and changing the ice rink because he would pass to himself. He was in the back wall, you know? Well, I, mean, I think to you, what you're saying <laughs> is uh, a, a lot of people have been trained into the game being a, quote, formula, that if you do yeah. A, B, and C, D will occur. Um, but there's a ton of variables in the game of hockey, which creates a lot of creativity and vision. And, you know, ironically, yeah. I think if you watch uh, a professional soccer match and you watch how how they build up and move the ball and spread out and create uh, two-on-ones and mismatches that way, hockey yeah. is absolutely no different than that. And it's kind of cool if you watch how soccer can do that. Because what it really does is it isolates the game and slows it down. Um, yeah. Whereas in hockey, you're in a tighter space, it's quicker, it's tougher, and you know there's physical play and there's all sorts of things that are going on to it. But there are some some you know simple parallels that that are, are the same, and I think I think that's the the greatest part about it. And I know Kurt over at Edina, you know they have the soccer games, you know during the summer uh, STP stuff. And, you know, it's a great way to get off the rink, but uh, it's creating other things, too. And, and I, I think yeah. that's a great way of looking at things. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. I mean, I, and I, was, I was a part of that back in the day and saw, saw how that worked. And, and you never know, I may implement some of that stuff here in the future, you know. Um, I, I know that the one thing I did get completed due to COVID was I got the STP up and running, which is kind of cool. Um, and I'm working with our, our youth president, Matt Lichty, on that. And, uh, great guy. Yeah. And uh, just getting, you know, getting that, getting that, that, uh, that tie in with us and the youth, I think is huge. And that piece um, to, uh, to kind of make sure that I get to, I want to know, I want to know every kid's name in the program, right? Um, that's that's going to be my goal this summer is to learn, to learn, you know, hopefully everybody's name. I mean, it's going to be a lot of names, but at the same time, I want these kids to know me and I want to know them and I want to know how they're, if they're having fun and what they're doing, you know, um, it's all about building that relationship. I, I'm going to make an announcement right here. There are a lot of people that come in and, you know, they want to, they say that and, you know, it's great. But there's only one person I know that will truly do that, and that's the guy in the other line here on this podcast. There's no question that if Eric Vetch says he's going to do that, I guarantee you he's going to know your kids, and he's going to know exactly what's up with them, what their needs are as players and people. I've watched him do it. I've watched him do it in Edina. I've watched him do it at Kennedy. Uh, he definitely will take a complete interest in the program, and these aren't just words. Oh, no. Um, like like Dan said, in the first forty eight hours of me getting the job, I'd already reached out to the the youth association, 
my booster club president and I had a zoom meeting probably about three days later, um, with all the parents due to COVID. So my, my goal when I came in was to make sure that I get to know everybody that I need to know and then work from there. So I can make sure that we, we develop this program. And, and you talked at the beginning of the, of the cast here about how, how can I close the borders? That's, that's the number one way I can close the borders is I can get to know each and one of these kids and let them know that, that I have their best interest as much as possible. Right. Um, to, to help them grow as a young hockey player, you know, and hopefully want to play for the, for the Royals someday. Um, again, I also have a staff that that's very involved and, and very, I want to say kid centered, student centered, like as an educator, you have to be student centered. And I think, I think, you know, with, with our hockey program, we have to be student centered. We have to be, um, we have to make sure that these kids know that we're here for them and, and that, you know, we want we have their best interests at heart, and we want to make sure that they they have the opportunities to grow and improve every day, and, and to let them know how to do that. Student centered, so, yeah. super important. I can tell you, on a yeah. team in 2014, there were three defensemen on that team that went to Carlson School of Management, and one that went to med school. Yeah, nobody's yakking and talking about the NAHL or the USHL. Who cares? What I do know yeah. is that did occur, and that occurred from that school. And I think people need to know that, and that's absolutely. Yeah a very important component uh, of, of, of the whole deal. So Erica, final, final question for you here as, as you move in into the season yeah. and, and when you work through the pods, I mean, there's some things that are going to look a little bit different. And, you know, one thing that things that Sean Goldsworthy and I spoke about, and I think it's really important, whether you agree or disagree with the rules and the things that are put out by the Minnesota department of health, and then, you know, equally enforced by the Minnesota state high school league, we have to play by the rules, and there are yep. things. Complaining about it, not wanting to wear a mask, whatever it is, it's just not going to help. They, they're they going to just have to figure it out, or they don't play. How yeah. are you going to approach that? I mean, are you going to be pretty much on that? What's, what, what's your approach to just being glad to be out there, and let's just do what we're supposed to do? Well, that's that's what I told the kids in my last podcast, or my last Zoom meeting, I should say, is, is look, guys, if you want to have a season, you know, say goodbye to your friends for – for three months no offense but it's it's you want to play you want to continue to play you want to keep COVID away from our locker room then then this is what we have to do you know and again that's why you're seeing i think you're seeing a dedication to hockey out of out of the kids that really care and want to play you know if they, if they want to really play and they care then they are going to come out and they're going to try out and they're going to come and they're going to give their effort you know and they're also going to going to going to follow protocol um we are going to be strict with protocol. I, I, you know, I have to, I have to, to, there's things I have to do daily that I honestly don't want to do, but have to, um, and, and we'll do, and we'll gladly do it so we can have a season, you know, yeah. um, we got to hit the ice. These kids need to get out and do something, but it's also on them to be responsible. And as us as coaches to kind of parent that in a sense and, and make sure that they are following those protocols. Um, I've got, I've got protocols set up where we, um, we can, I mean, I've got, I got actually smaller pods. So like, I'm going to have maybe groups of, I'll have a varsity group, a JV group and a swing group because of our numbers. Right. Um, I'm going to have to have kids possibly move from pod to pod at not as little as possible, but at the same time, um, you know, we may have to get creative in how we do it. And, and so it's just, it's basically just getting creative and being able to make sure that you keep kids, you keep kids in, in, in their pods and then try to keep them away from each other at a certain distance and make sure their masks are on. Um, 
my, my only concern are, are the health issues of kids that might have asthma or allergies and things like that, breathing with that mask on as an asthma person and working in a school and having to wear a shield and a mask all the time. Some I have bad days and I have good days. And and so I'm just worried about those kids, you know, to make sure that we're, we're, we're being safe all around, not just with COVID, but with their health as well. And, and that's, that's the only thing that I would say that, that, that would be a, my minor concern on, on wearing the mask. But I know that we went out and bought, um, for both the girls and boys, I know Dan Johnson was very diligent in allowing us to go out and get, um, the, the CCM mask for the hockey helmets. Um, and so, uh, I know we went out and got some of those for each player so um, they can they can play with their mask on comfortably and yet still uh, and still uh, uh, keep keep within guidelines and protocols and still so. be masked up Minnesota so yeah. uh, uh, one, one, one more caveat to that are you changing the look or are you stuck with the uh, same unis well we got we got actually new unis will come next year but uh, we're um, we've we've done some things I've got creative um, you know, uh, there's some things that we got for the kids this year, but next year we'll, we'll finish getting the rest of it. I, I needed to really come in and organize a lot of stuff because it was very disheveled and, and like, you know, it, it's, things are going to be a little different than they were. They're pretty laissez faire, which is fine. I mean, I, each, each coach is each coach and each coach does their own things. And, and, and it's not a, it's not by any means, it's not a, it's not a slam on anybody like that, but I just, I like to be a little more organized and, uh, and I like my house to be clean and I like my house to be ready to go. So, um, I basically went in, we went in there, the parents helped clean and paint the locker rooms up, even though we're not going to be able to use them <laughs> very much. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and I went, you know, we went in there and, and organized stuff, found things, got rid of things, cleaned up things from years ago. And, uh, just, just kind of, you know, like, like a lot, it was kind of cool last year, Wags, a little side story. Howard Griffith, uh, when I was coaching football at Kennedy last year uh, for homecoming week, uh, not a not a successful program, like one win a year, right? Um, you know, but the kids work hard and it's fun because you know they they get better and you see them get better and it's fun to watch, right? And and uh, Howard Griffith, uh, one of our one of our head uh, our offensive coordinators from Chicago, his son was actually murdered, um, like the week of homecoming, and uh, or like two weeks before homecoming, um, in Chicago in a, in, in a gang situation and uh and so howard griffiths was in town for the big 10 network because they were playing i think it was wisconsin right that that um we were playing or whatever and uh he came and talked to our kids and came through our locker room and the one thing howard griffiths said is he said he said i can tell you who's going to be successful by walking in their locker room when i look around and see a clean locker room that's a clean house he goes when you have a clean house you have a successful program and that's the one thing I, I think I take away from a guy like that who played in the NFL, one you know, won a Super Bowl, et cetera, right? Is is you gotta take care of your house. And if your house is clean and your house is organized and your house is ready for success, then your team is gonna be ready for success. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean that's that's absolutely true. It's the old uh, look good, play good, feel good, you know, that type of deal. Yeah. So well yeah. buddy, uh you've got yourself uh uh nice gig here and uh, we'll be watching closely i'd like to remind all of our listeners that all of your home games will be live and online at the mnhockey.tv we'll also have uh, play-by-play added to that in addition we will also uh, have all of the youth games will be available too uh you should be able to uh, start purchasing sometime this week as we have our high school packages going up and uh things should be uh, all set for there so uh, best of luck to you my friend and uh, thanks for taking your time to join the program today 
Hey, thanks, Lex. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, and uh, best of luck to you, too. Thank you, Eric Vetch of the Hopkins Royals. I'm Pete Wagner. So long, everybody.